Hey friends, I want to talk to you today about what I think is one of the most important teachings, understandings you can have. It's this. What God thinks about you and how you understand that is the most important um, concept you can have because it affects everything you do. From the very beginning, God was telling us who we were and what we were called to be. He said, I made you in my image. Now that's a big, that's a big hint of what that looks like, isn't it? We're supposed to be in His image. We're supposed to look like Him. As children look like their father and mother, we're supposed to look like our Heavenly Father. But that image got stained. We call it sin. But Jesus fixes that. He takes care of the sin. And He imputes within us His character once again. His righteousness He places it upon us. And how we see ourselves affects everything we do. Gideon, for example. Remember the story. He's hiding out in a... In a in a container, or a large thing, and he's, he's, he's uh, threshing the wheat. And he's hiding because the enemies want to come and steal the food. And an angel comes along and tells him, he says, God's called you. You're a great and mighty warrior. And in my mind, I see Gideon kind of looking around wondering, who the heck is that angel talking to? Because it ain't this guy. I'm hiding. I'm afraid of those guys. You're calling me a mighty warrior? But see, God came to Gideon and says, this is how I see you. You're a mighty warrior. And the rest of the story is about God helping Gideon to grow into his identity. And connected with that often, always actually, is our destiny. They go hand in hand. But that's another subject. Identity is the foundation. And it affects everything you do. It affects your perception about yourself. It affects your perception about other people, how they see you. You know, you're less, you're less tempted to be discouraged when the people say negative things towards you if you're grounded in how God sees you. So knowing our identity, knowing how God sees us is a priority. And like I said, it affects everything you do. I want to give an example of how it affects your uh, perception of provision. This is a big one. How we view money, how our, our trust issues are wrapped around that, sometimes our insecurities and fears. And when you're grounded in the understanding that your Heavenly Father loves you, your Heavenly Father promises, well, He puts it this way, I feed birds. I clothe flowers. How much more do I love you? Now, I, I knew that for many years. I knew that scripture. I taught that scripture, um, preached it, preached on the love of God. And I was pretty grounded in the idea of tithing and giving. I would consider myself, I think most people say Mike's a generous guy. He would, he would help you out. But even in all that, all that, what I would call faithfulness of serving God in that area, there was still within me a... Um, fear of lack and I, I dawned on me one day that even though I, I believed all these scriptures there was still something in me fearing the provision of God that somehow he was going to let me down or I wasn't wasn't going to make it even though my whole life I'd, I've never been on the streets I've never been lacking a meal there was still this anxiety and fear of, of not having enough and of not having enough not just resources and money but enough um, passion for God or enough uh, 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 giftedness to be a great minister and grow my church. You know, just I always had this sense of lack, 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 even though the Bible teaches he's a God of exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think. And God took me through a series of events in my life where I, he began to show me, he began to expose those, those inadequacies in me. And it all revolved around this idea that I was feeling like I was not 
a son of favor. And I've had more of a mindset of a slave than a son. You know, I worked hard. I, um, I performed a lot. And I didn't realize it. I was working to build a big church, thinking if one day, if I can build that big church, I will arrive and I will, I will achieve success and I'll have that sense of the Father's pleasure upon me. And the Lord had to take me through some situations where I kept hitting the wall because I couldn't get over that mountain. I couldn't reach that prize. I couldn't, you know, always had a sense. I was always coming short. I'd almost get there and something would happen in my life and it would all crumble apart. And I hit the wall pretty hard about 10 years ago when um, I just, I didn't walk away from the ministry. I walked away from uh, just, uh, I didn't want to pastor anymore. I still love God, still love my family, but I just needed a break. So I sold motorcycles for a while. It's a story I've told many times. And the, but the Lord used that time where I fell back in love again was just the simplicity of the gospel, the simplicity of just living my Christian faith and not feeling like I had to perform in the pulpit in church anymore. And these, these were things I put upon myself. It wasn't so much other people as much. Although people have expectations on us that aren't always right and fair, but that shouldn't dictate how we perceive ourselves. So the Lord began to take me through a series of events where he began to show me really that, hey, it was just this simple. It's like I heard him say, I love you just as much selling motorcycles as uh, preaching the gospel. I love you just as much as being a good father and, and uh, doing the simple things around the house than in doing great signs and wonders for me. I began to realize that uh, he loved me because he loved me and that I did not have to work for his favor or acceptance. I was... I began to learn that I worked from favor and acceptance. In other words, I woke up every day instead of thinking, well, I've got to read my Bible. I've got to fulfill all these different things I'm supposed to do. And maybe at the end of the day, I can lay down and go, boy, I did a good job. Maybe I have found God's favor and I've, I've found success. No, we begin to realize I wake up knowing that I'm already accepted and loved. I don't have to work for any of that. And I begin to find a different rhythm in my life. I begin to find a different way to live, to move, to pray. There was just a, a greater sense of rest that came upon me. And everything began to, that, that perception changed everything I did. The Lord brought me back into ministry. And uh, it was such a smooth transition because I was content uh, doing what I was doing. I was making good money. My wife was happy. You know, I was still doing some ministry, but I didn't have that pressure on my shoulders of having to do all these things. And, um, <clears throat> but I, and I didn't want to go back to that. But the Lord began to say, you're going back into full-time ministry. And I said, well, Lord, there's, there's a small problem with that. Um, uh, my wife, not real excited about that. Now, she's a great woman. Uh, and she has been very supportive. But we went through some tough times. I can you can understand this. I, I have a lot of compassion for uh, pastors' wives because many times they have a harder time. They take as much heat as, as, their, as the husbands do. And um, so my wife didn't like the idea of going back to all the rigors and the struggles we had and uh, so how do I go back to this I didn't want to drag her back in so I said honey what what do we need to do I feel I really feel God's calling me to go back and she and I says what what do you what is what would convince you that this is the Lord and she said well I would like my rent paid and uh, California rent at that time is about two thousand dollars so I just said okay um, deal so, got to understand, before I quit my job and do this, I've got to have this extra income coming in. <laughs> and I didn't have that yet. 
and you just don't walk out and start making two thousand uh, dollars a a month in ministry sometimes you got to build you know like any business you got to build up and and uh, get out there and and uh, minister and people call you you know you don't you don't promote yourself it just has to happen so um so that was the easy part i just realized god this is on you i'm happy working this motorcycle shop you know so if you want me to do this you've got to convince my wife and convince me and uh, about a week later, a good friend of mine who I was connected with in ministry called me out of the blue and said, uh, Mike, the Lord's told us to pay your rent. <laughs> and all I wish is that I had a picture when I told my wife. The look on her face was shocked, like it was mine. So from that day forward, we stepped into this new way of living. It hasn't always been easy and I haven't always been perfect, but there was such a grace and ease moving into that that I was had a greater assurance that my father had my back. See, that's, that's a game changer right there. Now, I always believed God loved me and had me, but something had shifted in me where I knew that I knew that I knew father had my back. And there was just an ease about it. There was less strife. Maybe it's because I was older, you know, um, I just was a little wiser, but whatever it was, I found a greater rest in my life that was based in knowing the Father loves me. And I was resting in His love. And I didn't have to make things happen. Like I, I realized looking back, there was a lot of me, a lot of strife involved. So there's just a greater rest. And, and my ego's not involved as much. It's like if I go to a meeting and there's 10 people, I don't care. I was in Africa recently, and I, um, which are some great stories there about God's provision, maybe another time. but. I can tell those stories, but we had a meeting and the host was hoping there'd be 50, 60 pastors. And uh, you know, it was ambient time, things are late, so you're thinking maybe people will still come. Well, they didn't. At the at, It was time to get going and there was 10 people. And I was at such rest and peace. And my host was very upset because he, you know, he felt like he'd let me down. And I said, listen, brother, it doesn't matter to me, seriously. And we had the best time just just that small group of interaction because I had hungry people I had people who were who wanted God and I was at such rest I just had such an enjoyable time not worried about that I had a big crowd because my ego wasn't based in that I just was just happy to be serving the Lord loving God and loving these brothers and sisters so when your identity is secure and knowing who you are it changes everything you do his ability to provide for you um, and your ability to just serve freely without any hooks, without any um, misconceptions of what it should look like. You just get to enjoy God, enjoy what He's called you to be and do. So I hope that's a blessing to you. God bless you.